We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Monday morning the 6th and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and we'll be joined by soon here, Scott Kennedy. I'm only here for about 15 minutes today. Gotta get going to a baby appointment, but that's okay. Uh, And Scott, I'll take over from here. But uh, yeah, you're at the right place. Um, This is obviously Broncos for Breakfast. I'm Nick Kendall. Let's say hello to some people coming in the chat here as uh, we get going. We got, of course, Michaela Israel, who we met at the meet and greet. Good to see you. Good morning. We got Jeremy Sean saying, uh, do the Bills hurt uh, losing hurt or help? I think you could argue both. I think that this uh, the Bills game last night probably doesn't make too much of a difference for the Broncos. I think, if anything, it's going to probably help the Broncos because you had the Bills playing in a very tough and emotional Sunday night football game. Now they're going to turn around. It becomes a little bit more of a do or die game for the Bills, but that was a pretty physical game uh, up front. So I'm hoping that uh, maybe they're feeling a little bit, you know, dings and bruises here uh, before that Monday night game with Denver getting a lot of time off. And after coming off of two pretty good games, so the Broncos are healthy. I'm hoping that the Bills are feeling a little bit uh, beat up. And hello, Scott. Hey, Nick. And hello, everybody. Um, Oh, man, I've had the opinion that you probably would have rather had the Bills win this one instead of being desperate at home. Now, if they're a bad team and, you know, let's say this is who could we use in this example? Let's say this is a Jacksonville Jaguars who's kind of a fledgling team who's just starting to feel their oats a little bit and they run into some adversity. The doubts start creeping in a little bit more. That's not the Bills for me. The Bills for me are a championship caliber team and desperation will kick in. And they were, they're going to be awfully dangerous. I, I think it would have been better if they had gotten that win coming home with, they, they feel like they're in a must win situation. I think that's, it's going to be a tougher game for the Denver Broncos now. We'll see. Uh, I think that the, the bills are not great up front uh, right now. Also, it's kind of sad to see, um, but Von Miller is not the Von Miller he once was. I mean, that was that one play that, uh, Joe Burrow had, and I feel like Von Miller of old would have uh, tackled him and not let him escape and get that first down. And Von just doesn't look like the guy anymore. I mean, father times the undefeated champion, but uh, we'll see what happens with that Bills game. I think the Broncos are going to have a chance. Mark McDonald in the house uh, saying it all depends on what Broncos team shows up next Monday. Hope it's a good thing, but we shall see. Uh, We kind of, I think at this point, Scott, unlike the Atlanta Falcons, where it feels like I don't really know what they're trying to do from a 
we just got done covering the Falcons, hence why I bring it up, folks. Um, I don't really know what they're trying to do offensively. It feels like we know what this Broncos team at this point wants to do. They want to be a very condensed offensive team. They want to play tight. Uh, they want to play heavy personnel, a lot of tight ends, a lot of six offensive linemen, which we've seen over the last two weeks as well. I think the Broncos have played at least 10 snaps a game with the six offensive linemen on the field there, which is significant um, out there with Quinn Bailey. And also they're a team that's been shifting a lot more to cover two uh, instead of match quarters out there for the defense. But Broncos kind of know what they want to do. And I think that's a good thing going up against this Bills team who has been pretty weak. Um, honestly, the Bills defense, this is not the year Bills defense of the last few years. This is a very middling t- defense that seems to be regressing right now. Yeah, they're the rushing defense coming into the game last night was number was 20th in the league. And the Broncos rushing offense is up to 12th. So, you know, we knew just based on the personnel, everybody that they went after in the offseason, with the possible exception of Marvin Mims, was to get better running the ball and to get better at stopping the run. And the first part of that has come true. They're getting better running the ball. And I think, Nick, I think that's only going to get better. I I think, you know, if we brought out the... EPA or the run, yards per game, mm-hmm. however you want to look at, it's going to be, it's going to continue going up. This yeah. offensive line is coming together as a group, as a unit. They're staying healthy. Knock on wood, they're staying healthy. Um, McGlinchey and Powers are as, were as bad as you should ever see them with the Denver Broncos. Powers has gotten better and better each week. McGlinchey missed an entire offseason uh, of, of working out and with training camp and preseason games settling in on a big dollar contract at right tackle whose specialty is running the ball. And Javante Williams looks like Javante Williams. Yeah. And just run getting the into ball. S- run some the ball. Of the, out of heavy p- personnel. Um, the bills so far this season, 31st a defensive EPA per rush out of their base defense. How do you get opposing teams in their base defenses? Tight ends, fullbacks, extra offensive line. So, that's going to be an interesting chess match here because and they have been dreadful against the run from their base defense. They just, they're lacking in linebackers and uh, defensive line depth. Bama X in the house saying good morning. Good to see you, Bama X. Todd's in the house. Good morning. John Yank says good morning. Bill's loss. So now we will be their get right game. Hopefully our guys are top, tip top shape from the bye. Can pull off the upset. Upset. We'll hope so. Um, Good to see you. I see Conga Hydra's in here. I don't know what the comment means, but uh, good to see you. <laughs> and, uh, also, we got Michael Ronquillo always in the house saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Go Michael. Always yep. appreciate Michael coming in. Thank you for the stars, Michael. It's always a big help to the show and the things that we do. And Jamal coming in says morning Broncos country. Today is my birthday. 39 years young. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Glad you're spending it with us. Hopefully we can make your day a little brighter. So happy birthday. I hope you have a great day and, uh, you know, have a long weekend. Happy birthday Monday. It makes Monday feel a little better, doesn't it? Yeah, hopefully. Happy birthday to Jamal, guys, in the chat. Make sure you uh, wish Jamal Killings a happy birthday. Andy Schrantz in here saying morning, everyone. Quentin Caldwell's in here, too. Always good to see Quentin Caldwell. See Michael Evans in the house. Our guy, Ethan. Um, what show? I thought this was a group chat. We, we have fun. Yeah, we were a little late. We, we scheduled this one for a quarter till. So uh, at yeah. least I told Nick to schedule it for a quarter till. I don't know if he did or not. I think after we talked about me skipping over early, I set it back to 30, but we're here. Uh, Zach Powers, morning, morning. Sinji, what's up? Jason O'Neill, been a while in dad life. Adulting can be challenging when juggling all events. Don't scare me, (laughs) Jason. I got my baby appointment today, so we'll see what's going on. Mark Schrader in the house. Good morning. Scott Nick. Patrick got your 
such generous uh, contri- contribution to the uh, Nick Kendall staying awake baby fund slash show fund uh, with the coffee. So uh, thank you so much as Aloha Coffee Brothers. Nothing's easy in the NFL. I already Absolutely. drained mine today, Patrick. Thank you very much. I need more. <laughs> I need more. Kayleon Green says, yo, good to see you, Kayleon. And Richard Miles, good morning, Nick and Scott. Uh, I saw Russell. Don't know what this uh, means. He saw Russell, but... Uh, I'm sure he'll follow up. Yeah, good to see you. Um, happy birthday to Jamal Killings, like we said. And yeah, Scott, so let's get into it. Um, Before we get on out of here, I'll kind of leave you. Uh, Russell Wilson's ranked pretty good on yards, touchdowns, and such. Yeah, Russell Wilson, we're going to have time to get into a lot of the Russell Wilson conversation here. Uh, but he's been very good so far this season in your basic uh, stats, like the Broncos. Scott, how many rushing touchdowns do you think the Broncos have this season? Six. I think they have, it might only be one. I was going to say, I don't remember any of them, but I can't, <laughs> I can't I, remember. Their their red zone offense is screen passes. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And a lot of the quick hitters and stuff out there. But that's one reason I'm maybe I'm a little biased to talking about Bijan Robinson behind the line of scrimmage and then getting leverage outside, getting a numbers advantage outside the box um, because that's what the Broncos offense has been. And with that comes a really pretty good looking touchdown to interception ratio for Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that it's also a reason that the Broncos EPA per rush looks a lot worse than it is because they're not scoring touchdowns. And you know, it causes a massive spike in your EPA, Scott scoring touchdowns. Uh, so that's something that I'll never know. I'm guessing you said <laughs> scoring rushing touchdowns scoring gives you a big, yeah, just scoring touchdowns. A big spike on that as it should. What's the name of the game? Yeah. All he does is catch touchdown passes. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Exactly. So it's kind of a weird situation with the Broncos in that regard. But uh, yeah, Wilson's generic stats of the uh, specifically touchdowns have been very good. Broncos have not been a high volume pass game and his uh, Wilson's EPA, despite the touchdown ratio, I think he's like 20th or about 14th in the NFL, kind of that middle of the pack. He's playing good football right now. I think also in the context of passing offense across the league is down. Points are down. Red zone offense is down of 25 year lows across the board and you still have Russell Wilson improving upon last year. I think that is something that, uh, you know, against the grain opposite the trend. So that is a, a positive for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton as well. Still not a top 10 without a doubt quarterback, but uh, you're getting, you're getting some good uh, from him. And I think Sean Payton knows what he's doing with him right now. Yeah. He's got there. He, he McLaughlin has the rushing touchdown. Yep. I think that's the it. Denver Broncos, which is, Wow. I mean, if you double it, you say you only had two rushing touchdowns all year. That'd be crazy. Um, but like you said, you know, you look at you look at Russell Wilson's touchdown to interception ratio at 16 to four is phenomenal. And a lot of those are short yardage plays. You know, at the end of the day, we don't really care. I mean, just get the ball in the end zone. You don't don't really care. Um, the diversity and balance helps make you more effective in the long haul as people start adjusting their defenses to what you're trying to do. But I think I counted eight different receivers with touchdowns. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight different receivers have touchdown receptions, uh, including Jaleel McLaughlin and Javante Williams. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild stat uh, for the Broncos on that one. Without a doubt, 16 passing touchdowns to just one rushing touchdown. That's got to be one of the most dichotomous groups in the NFL. Uh, So we'll be curious to see how it normalizes down the stretch. But Scott, I got to be out of here in a little bit. So let's start talking the schedule here uh, for the Broncos. Next game, we're going to predict here the Broncos on the road at the bills. I think the Broncos are going to end up losing this game. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think like we talked about, the bills are just more talented. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to do some things. Now, can the Broncos get a lead early with that rushing game, stick with the rush game and force Josh Allen into a mistake because we know a mistake will come. They'll have a chance in that one, but I really want to see them getting off to a hard start. If they can, then they got a chance. Yeah, I mean, we'd be, you can pick with your heart on this and say the Broncos are going to win this game, but logically speaking, they're big underdogs for a reason. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Bills are top to bottom a better team. Denver is playing some good football right now. Their defense is playing really well. What's interesting is the Broncos' strengths on offense match up really well with the Buffalo's weaknesses on defense. Lean into that protect the ball, have the defense continue to play at a high level that they have been playing at, and you've got a chance. Watching Kansas City strangle the Dolphins' defense for a lot of the game yesterday leads you to think, okay, well, maybe our offense is okay because we outscored the Miami Dolphins against Kansas City. Hmm. So that shouldn't be uh, too big of a concern that you struggled against Kansas City's defense. Well, who isn't right now? Uh, you were efficient where it mattered in the red zone. There's so many defenses, Nick, where you see, okay, we'll let you go box to box, 20 to 20, and then we're going to bend but don't break and not score it. The Broncos were exactly the opposite. We'll just get the ball on the 20, and we'll just go ahead and punch it in. Those are all good things. You 
definitely have a chance in this game. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pick Bills. Yeah. And the Bills have the number two offense in football, according to EPA per play. Uh, so they they do get away from the run. I want the Broncos to stay really aggressive and commit to the run in that one. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think it's a loss uh, moving forward. And Scott, Real you quick, can start on, on okay. the Bills. We've had two players that we've called out as having stepped up. Um, McMillan and Fabian Moreau as the corners, uh, slot corner and an outside corner. They're going to get tested more than they've gotten tested all year in this game against the Bills. And honestly, this might sound crazy to say, but because of the diversity of the weapons, I think that the Broncos linebackers and coverage might be as tested as they've been all season two, because right now the Chiefs are so terrible at wide receiver that you can just allocate all your assets to stopping Kelsey. Dalton Kincaid is extremely talented. And when you have uh, Shakir uh, out there, you have Diggs, you have their other wide receiver whose names escape me right now. Um, you can't allocate all the uh, resources to stop Dalton Kincaid, who's really emerging there uh, for the Bills at tight end. So it's a, it's a tough matchup. The Bills defense, though, is gettable um, right now. So the Broncos could be another one where you win the turnover battle, you do really, you win the red zone advantage there, and you can beat a team like the Bills. We just saw it with Kansas City, another team you should go into against heavy. Uh, Buffalo is backed in a the corner. They need a win. They do need a win, but they're seven spots. They're still a good team. So should be interesting. Yeah, Gabe Davis, thank you guys so much uh, for stating that Scott, I got to get going. So I'm going to run through my, mm -hmm. uh, my games here on this one. Um, I have the Broncos. I think they're going to lose three more games, uh, this season, whatever that would put them at. Um, I think they will lose to the bills. Uh, you got the Vikings game. I'll, I think they'll beat the Vikings in that one is right now, Sunday night football, but it's in Denver. Uh, I think that Denver should be able to take care of that one. Browns are interesting. That Browns defense is so good, but what does Deshaun Watson look like? Who knows? I think the Broncos are going to end up beating the Browns there. Game that we thought was maybe one of the easier ones to start the season. Now maybe he's one of the tougher ones down the stretches. The next game, Houston Texans going into Houston. I think Denver's going to lose to the Houston CJ Strouds. He's rookie of the year, pretty much all but locked up. He had one of the best games of the year this last week. Um, so I think they lose that one. Uh, continuing there, then it's at Chargers. I'm going to have them beating the Chargers here, losing to the Lions, and then uh, uh, winning out. So that I would have them, what, two lo three losses here? Actually, I think I'll have them losing to the Chargers first. And then so splitting with the Chargers. So that'd be three losses down the stretch. That'd put them at uh, nine and eight on the season. I think we had them 10 and seven, nine and eight when we predicted to start the year, Scott as well. And uh, despite the one and five start uh, to the season, you have them get hot and uh, do some things down here. So I think nine and eight, eight to nine wins, I think right now is where I'd put the Broncos. Well, Nick, um, I'm going to go into a little bit more depth. I'm going to hang out here and we'll, we'll go about 30 minutes or so today with uh, our Broncos for breakfast, but Nick's got to go. So Nick, Godspeed. Hope everything goes great. We'll, uh, Thanks, we'll Nick. see you tomorrow morning on Broncos for breakfast. Sit tight. I'm going to hang out here with everybody for a little bit. Peace. All right. It's just me. Jeremy finishes with nine and eight. Um, save the tape. Um, it is just me for the for the duration. It might be me again tonight with Zach again. We'll have to see if, if Chad's going to come back. So sorry I'm not better looking. But uh, appreciate y'all hanging out with me. And I want to get into some of this again that we're talking about finishing out the schedule and whatnot. And, you know, I look at it and it's it's frustrating. It's like the, the lost opportunities and why those first two losses hurt so badly. You go on a run, you're talking about nine and eight. You're like, man, that nine and eight should have been could have been, would have been pretty easily um, 11 and six. And then you're in, no doubt. Then those are the type of things we're talking about. Now you've got to pull off a couple upsets. You've done one. You beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home. That's that's That was an upset. 
Now you got to do another. You got to beat the Bills on the road. And if you do that, then you, we can seriously start talking a playoff run, in my opinion. Uh, want to say hello to uh, to uh, Garth Knight coming in with a super chat. Want to take care of uh, the green coming in. Garth says, hey, fellas, wild question here. Would the Falcons in your wildest dreams ever be interested in acquiring Russell Wilson for the system they run? Uh, Garth, yes. We will be, uh, we, we've talked about that a lot, actually. Um, if Russell Wilson, there's going to be some really hard questions, and, and we're not going to get into it today, just me. But financially speaking, with this contract and what the direction of the Denver Broncos want to be based on how they finish the season, there's going to be some tough questions to ask about Russell Wilson's contract. If he finishes this season the way he has started this season, and I take a look at his box scores at the end, and I see a 32 to 8 touchdown interception ratio with a 100 plus rating, all of a sudden he becomes a tradable asset. Now that's going to be just a fraction of the money that is going to count on your dead cap because of all of the guarantees. But any dollars that you can get someone else to pay him at least counts towards your cap. So let's say I can trade him to the Atlanta Falcons for a fifth rounder and they pick up $15 million of salary. That's $15 million of dead cap money that you wouldn't have otherwise had. And you get another pick. If the Atlanta Falcons stick with Arthur Smith into the 2024 season, I don't think they can afford to go with a rookie quarterback. They're going to be in win-now mode or else, and if they do that, they're going to want to go after a veteran. That veteran could be somebody like Russell Wilson. That could be a, somebody like a recovering Kirk Cousins. We'll see. But the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson playing well gives you better options. The options aren't great with his contract, but at least better options. So, you know, now that we've emerged from the tank four with those two wins and, and the playoffs are actually, they're in the distance, but they're visible. I can see them out there. I can see them with a win. Now, every single game that Russell Wilson plays better gives the Broncos more options. And one of those could be, hey, let's make a run at this thing next year with him. But if I'm forced to move on because of how bad this contract could cripple us over the next three years, at least I should be able to get some money. He's turned into a tradable asset again. And not just a hey, we're gonna have to cut 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 bait here. Uh, great question though, but yes, that that could be a team to uh, to look after. Hey gang, make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. You know how it is watching the Broncos. To say the least, you work up a bit of an appetite, but you can get ahead of that by ordering online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. Personally, I'm a big fan of Little Caesars plain cheese pizza, but my favorite for what it's worth is the pepperoni with stuffed crust. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, Palmer comes in. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott. I like our chances with the Bills. This is not the same team that got crushed by the Dolphins. Even so, it's our biggest test. Go Broncos. Yeah, you feel like you've got a chance in this one. I, I, the, the way the, the Broncos came out of the gate, against the Dolphins. You're like, okay, any given Sunday possibility, but probably not. This one, you feel like, hey, there's a legit chance in this one. And anytime, you, despite the 16-game losing streak, you've been close to the Chiefs so many times in the last five, six games that it's like, okay, one of these has to go our way. This is a game against a championship-caliber opponent, whether or not they're 5-4 and four or not. I think everybody feels like if the Buffalo Bills play to their potential, they can they're as good a team as there is in the league. Unfortunately for De- for for Denver, coming off a loss right now, the Bills coming off a loss, and then getting the long week to get ready for Monday Night Football, they're in desperation mode. That scares me a little bit for the Denver Broncos. Um, so I, it is going to be the biggest test because there's hope again. There's you can't go out there with a the nothing to lose mentality because there is hope again. And the, the, the tough thing, like I said, with that that start at three and five, it's like, okay, you win. But if you look at the standings right now, the, the Broncos, even after two wins in a row, are still 15th out of 16 teams in the AFC playoff race because of that slow start, that one and five start, and the, all the tiebreakers working against you. That not only do you have to win, you have to climb over a bunch of teams, and some of those are going to be winning too. It's going to make it really, really difficult. But at the end of the day, if you finish this season nine and eight after a one and five start, Broncos country is going to feel pretty damn good. I I, I firmly believe that. Uh, going to feel really good about this. So um, thank you, uh, uh, thank you, Gary, for the support on the show. Let me get back into the schedule again. I, I gave my opinion on the Buffalo Bills and how I thought about that. Uh, believe it or not, the Minnesota Vikings have won four in a row without uh, without Justin Jefferson, and he's coming back soon. Your next game, you go at Buffalo, and then you host Minnesota at home. That said, Minnesota's not the same team, despite a four-game winning streak. They lost Kirk Cousins, and they went and beat Atlanta in what is, if you listen to Atlanta Falcons fans right now, they're ready to just to, to scorched earth. Uh, Josh Dobbs comes in in the first quarter, hadn't even thrown a pass to a single player, learned the cadence of the ga- of the of the plays, uh, that day, like while they're on the field, like, okay, on three, it sounds like this. They're doing that on the field and they go and beat the Atlanta Falcons. It's a dangerous team. It is. These guys play hard under Kevin McConnell. It's a dangerous team, but this is a game. If you're close to Buffalo bills and you're, you're the way you've been playing, this is a game you should win. So I'm with a win on that one too. Um, that's one and one down the stretch for me, Cleveland at home. Um, the Browns are the Browns, man. You never, when they're good, you still don't know what you're going to expect. And you can beat this team. Uh, I'm two and one right now. Let's chalk that one up to a win for uh, Denver on the Cleveland Browns. At Houston becomes really tough. Uh, CJ Stroud is playing out of his mind. D'Amico Ryans has those guys playing really well. They've got playoffs in their sights as well. 
Um, I'm going to say on the road is a loss. That's two and two. At Los Angeles, you split those. The Chargers, I think, speaking of a rudderless ship right now, they're going to be looking for a new coach probably. Uh, you win that game, you're three and two. At Detroit is three and three. And then New England, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Those next three games, I think winning the three in a row would be awfully tough, even though I think you probably should win all three. You wish you had gotten the Raiders while Josh McDaniels was still there. I said that last week. And sure enough, here come the Raiders playing a lot better. I go two and one in that group. That's a five and four finish on the last nine. That is an eight and nine overall after a one and three start. Um, if I had offered you eight and nine after one and five, you probably would have snatched my hand off and said, yeah, we'll take that. It, it, just because winning is so much better than losing, there's going to be some people out there that would say, damn it, we should have been lost. We should have been tanking for this player, blah, blah, blah. No, man, you 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 get out there and you want to win. You want to build towards the future. You want to have some positive momentum going into the offseason with your team, with potential free agents, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess my updated uh, record for the team would be eight and nine with a possible split of, okay, can you win all three of those games uh, at the end? Because that's where Nick had me at nine and eight, where he had the Broncos winning out those last three, where I had two and one in those last three. I'm not sure which one it would be because you should beat, you should beat the Patriots. That one is the most sure thing on Christmas Eve. And then on New Year's Eve, you've got the Chargers at home. And then at Vegas on January 7th. Those are the last three. Uh, tickets are going pretty cheap. Maybe we should have a meet and greet for Christmas uh, with New England. It says tickets as low as $30 over there at ESPN. Uh, I want to, uh, let's see, Miranda. Uh, Mrs. Denver Via says, Steve Atwater said seven and two. So you're way off. Um, maybe I'm way off of what he said. I said five and three. That's, no, what did I say? Five and four. That's not too far off, but one of the phrases I always like to use when trying to predict the future, which I do a lot, and whether it's prognosticating players or picking games is, let me be wrong before you tell me I am wrong. Because I'm not wrong yet. Five and four, I think five and four would be a pretty damn good finish. Um, so we will see on that. Michaela coming in. Uh, with the with the support says you're killing it, Scott. Great show. I may be being too optimistic, but I think the Broncos will beat the Bills. I think the Broncos ever have every chance in the world of beating the Bills, and it's more than just a any given Sunday. That's how we felt coming in to the Miami Dolphins game. Can the Dolphin can they beat the Dolphins? Yeah, this is why. I mean, look what happens. They you know turnovers, blah blah blah. But realistically, no. That was as close to as an unwinnable game as the Broncos were going to face this year in Miami against a red-hot Miami Dolphins team early with a struggling defense trying to figure out how to lace up their shoes at the right time for the Denver Broncos. That was as close to as unwinnable game as you will ever see. That's how low we set the expectations, and they didn't even live up to those. It says a lot to me about this team that they've turned it around from there. It really, it really does. This, you're an underdog, but yeah, I can come up with some really valid reasons other than, okay, everybody has a day off. No, I can look at this team and say, Josh Allen's prone to throw in interceptions and he's a little banged up. Their run defense isn't very good and the Denver Broncos are running the ball really well. Cortland Sutton has stepped up and become an alpha receiver for this team when you need him. 
Javante Williams is playing as good a ball right now as we have seen since uh, his injury. He's he's back. Russell Wilson has become effective and efficient with a 16 to four touchdown interception ratio and has looked more and more comfortable throughout the Chiefs game. The Chiefs have been strangling everybody. They took care of Tua and the Miami Dolphins too. That's a pretty good offense. You can be a pretty good offense and struggle against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are not mutually exclusive. The defense has turned it around, and Justin Simmons credits his coach, Vance Joseph, to just basically saying, guys, look, don't try and do too much. This is what's working. This is what isn't. Stop doing this. It's paid off. You have put the clamps on the Kansas City Chiefs two games in a row. Uh, You played really well against the Green Bay Packers as well. The defense has turned a corner. There are legitimate reasons why this team can win. Now, all that said, Scott, you still pick the Bills. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Bills are favored for a reason. They've got the number one offense pretty close to in the NFL. They're at home. They're desperate. They're coming off a loss. I got to pick somebody, and right now I would lean towards the Bills. But, Michaela, you're absolutely right. You can win this game. And it wouldn't just be a fluke. It would be a statement that says the Denver Broncos, they're back. Pay attention. If you don't pay attention to us, we're going to sneak in the back door of the playoffs as one of the hottest teams in the NFL. It's going to be a really fun game. And for Monday Night Football's sake, they're pretty happy the way things have, uh, the way the Denver Broncos have turned around to be good for their ratings. And thank you very much, Michaela, uh, coming in on here. Um, Want to uh, want to say hello? Here comes another one. Uh, Ethan coming in big. Got that Broncos orange with. He wants to see lots of twos. He's all he's he's all twos on this two 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 on a super chat. He says put PS two. That's Patrick Sertan Jr. to a layman like me on digs all day. And Broncos have a chance at another high turnover game as Allen presses a lot when Diggs is not there. Uh, Ethan, we're sharing a brain again because. <laughs> Pat Sertan would never do it. It's just not in his nature. But the way Josh Allen has a propensity for throwing the ball to guys in other uniforms, wouldn't it be kind of funny if Pat Sertan came out and just issued a challenge? Just a little trash talk just to get in their heads a little bit. He's scared to throw at me. Josh Allen will not throw at me. He's scared to throw the ball at me. Josh Allen is maybe immature enough to take the bait. Um because he certainly plays an immature game at times to his own, you know, and I think he'd be the first to admit it, you know, with, with the, the high turnovers, I think it would actually be kind of funny. And now it, that's not his style at all. And we could say, listen, this was just gamesmanship. We could, he wouldn't get the reputation for being this mouthy corner, blah, blah, blah. We could play that off. We could, we could have his back saying, this is just gamesmanship and Pat Sertan trying to uh, get an edge in a game. But I think it would actually be kind of funny. I think it would actually be pretty good strategy to, to challenge him. I dare you to challenge me. Uh, so I'm, I'm very interested in this. Put PS2 on digs. The other, one of the other things, one of the old strategies when you had a number one corner was to actually put him on their number two receiver, put your best corner on their number two, and then double up the number one, uh, which could be more effective. So, But it, what's nice is... You have a weapon like PS2 to use how you want to. And, and depending on how the game goes, you might use them in a bunch of different ways. And you've got McMillan and for, and Moreau playing at a high enough level that, listen, I, I trust them to not get torched 
the way that that poor um God blanking on his name. Damari Mathis was in the first couple games of the season. The, the the play from your cornerbacks has been a lot better. Um, and then let Justin Simmons go out there and, and be an $18 million man that he's getting paid for. So um a very good idea. It's nice having that weapon that can uh that you can use in a variety of ways out there, like just trying to lock up your your number one guy. The one thing I have that I don't necessarily like about that is it's hard to play defense, no matter how good you are. And they'll use digs everywhere. They will motion him. They will chip him. They'll put him in the slot. They'll get him the ball in a zillion different ways. And I almost like the idea of doubling him more and then using Sertan off of digs to shut down somebody else. It's, it's kind of that Kansas City Chiefs thing. Hey, Kelsey's going to beat you. Or, you know, he's going to get his. Don't let somebody else beat you. Diggs might get his. Don't get beat by somebody else. But it's an interesting matchup. It's a fascinating matchup for sure as uh, as we get ready for this game uh, next Monday. Thank you, Ethan. Certainly appreciate it. Um, let me see here. Furman Michael Jeremy comes in. This feels like a newer name, so welcome. He says, good morning, y'all. Uh, my seven-year-old is getting her arm cast on and was begging me to put it on the MHH podcast starting them early. Um, well, there we go. Well, I hope she was okay. Seven years old. I think that's about how old I was with my first leg cast. So, um, you know, I, I know that was scary for you and your family, scary for her, but it'll be fun going to school and getting all that attention. So appreciate you spending some, some time with us. Uh, Chase Wilner says that uh, Alan hasn't been the same without uh, head coach Brian Dayball. Um, and Dayball had, had done some good things. He certainly got Daniel Jones a lot of money. Uh, you know, bad news for Daniel Jones yesterday, but he, he did get that big contract last year, but Daniel Jones looks like he's out for the year and Dayball could get the chance to draft his quarterback of the future coming up next year. But Dayball's a pretty good coach. He's done a, done a pretty good job with, uh, with quarterbacks. Um, want to move down here and, uh, it's Zach and we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. I wanted to make sure we got at least 30 minutes here for you on, uh, Broncos for breakfast. But he says, uh, Josh Allen has about 20 pounds on every one of our edge rushers. Sacks will be tough to get from the edges. Yeah, that said, you know, if you wrap a guy up, you're, you're going to bring him down. I mean, it's just a matter of how much do they want to use him in the running game to push the pile? You know, instead of a three-yard gain as he drives, he, he, he pushes guys for six to seven-yard gains. To me, that's where the weight difference is. Um, if I'm chasing a guy down, it doesn't really matter how big he is. You trip him up. You can, you can, and that's where Nick Benito is really good with the speed rush. You know, if he's chasing backside, um, you know, and if you don't block him, he's really good too. That's how he's gotten a few of his sacks. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. For me, it's the, it's the limiting the yards after contact. Like you're saying, Zach, if you get him in the backfield, you can sack him. But if he takes off and runs, make sure you put him down at first point of contact. That's where he can really hurt you. He's not, he's got the run, the throw on the run ability, but it's not in the same league as Patrick Mahomes. And that's, that's no knock on Josh Allen. Cause I don't know that there's too many in NFL history with the same um, throw on the run ability and creation, throwing the ball that Patrick Mahomes has. And you've done a pretty good job of wrapping him up. So going back to those keys, why can the Denver Broncos win this game? They've dealt with mobile quarterbacks. Now, the weapons on the backside are more dangerous for the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I believe that. And this is going to be a big test 
big test for that defense. Uh, let me see here. Jason O'Neill, and this we're probably going to get out of here after this one. Jason says, hey, Scott, if the Broncos beat the Bills, do you feel that the media will look at the Broncos with more respect or will the media chalk it up to the Bills had a down game? Jason, I think when you win three in a row, then you start getting the respect you deserve. You beat a bad Green Bay Packers team. I think they're two and seven now. Okay, so what? That doesn't do anything for me on the national level. You beat the Kansas City Chiefs when they had four or five turnovers and Patrick Mahomes was sick. We're going to chalk that one up to a fluke. You've won two in a row. Well, now you went and beat the Bills in Buffalo to win your third in a row. Now I'm paying attention. Now it's legit. Um, line from one of, one of my favorite lines from a goofy movie is like, if you think it's luck, let's do it again. One, two, three, three games in a row. You're now um, four and five on the season, knocking on the door of a playoff spot. You're going to be taken seriously. And people will start looking at the Denver Broncos as a team. Watch out for the Denver Broncos. They have quietly won three in a row. They are now a playoff contender in a loaded AFC. I just wrote the headlines for them. You'll see that almost word for word uh, for the Denver Broncos. So I think, because I'm in that same boat. I am absolutely in that same boat. I am ready to jump on the Denver Broncos bandwagon as a playoff contender if they can go and beat the Bills. That's that's where I am. Uh, after that, you lose this game because of the hole that you've dug at three and six. I just think it's too big of a hole to climb out of. So we will see. Go and uh, and win this game, and we will see. Uh, on that note, I'm going to get out of here. It's uh, Michael Ranquillo is closing us out on Facebook. He says, great show today, Nick and Scott on Broncos for Breakfast. Thank you very much, sir. Also want to say thank you uh, to, and I want to say happy birthday to Jamal Killings. want to say thank you for the support to Michael Santistevan, Garth Knight, Gary Palmer, Michaela Israel, and the DWI guys. That's Ethan over in England. So thank you very much, everybody. We will be back tonight on the Mile High Huddle podcast. It'll either be me and Zach or Chad and Zach. Uh, but we will be here tonight, six o'clock on mountain time and then Broncos for breakfast. You'll get the whole hour with Nick tomorrow. Uh, and me, I'll, I'll be there too, but you really want to see Nick since he had to go short, uh, today. So we'll be back on that note. We're out of here. I hope everybody has a great Monday now that it's bills week. And it feels pretty good to be looking forward to a game with some meaning, meaningful games and what this game could mean for the Denver Broncos if they're able to get a win. It's 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 fun. It's a lot more fun than talking about, hey, is this going to be, uh, you know, how low, how high can the Broncos pick and what's it going to take to get the number one or two pick? This is a lot more fun. So I've had a great time today. Thanks for closing us out on YouTube. The closer, Ethan, coming in. Great show. Take care, everyone. Ethan said it perfectly. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.